Welcome to another episode of The Randomizers. I'm your host, Katie Kazmir, here with another interesting topic to discuss. As you can tell, we've gone through a bit of renovating since our last episode. This podcast is now a place for a varying range of issues, debates, and overall discussions. Today, we'll be diving down deep into the following topics. The United States government and the federal agencies involved in it, ocean pollution and the Pacific garbage patch, and how the U.S. government worked globally with other countries, otherwise referred to as foreign relations. Where are we starting, you may ask? I think defining and knowing how the American government works will help our further discussions. Our first point of discussion is the American government and some of the federal agencies within it. There are several types of governments, with the federal government being one of them. The United States of America is a federal government, meaning that it's composed of three branches, judicial, legislative, and executive. You've probably talked about the three branches of government in social studies. I know I have. These branches are part of the federal government and work together to ensure order and stability within society, along with controlling the economy and representing international interests. How are these branches working together on climate change and environmental pollution? Well, Norwich University says that, quote, the federal government has identified ways to improve the monitoring and measuring of land sector greenhouse gas emissions. But it's not just the federal government working on this. If you look within the broad spectrum of the government, you'll find a large array of agencies and organizations. The Louisiana Environmental Action Network says that the federal agency that is most responsible for, quote, limiting the effects of pollution is the Environmental Protection Agency. The EPA is, quote, concerned with a large range of topics, from air pollution and pesticides to climate change and emergency management. There are other federal government agencies that deal with matters related to the government. This includes the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, the Department of Interior, which covers the National Park Service and the United States Geological Survey, to name a few, the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, and the U.S. Department of Justice. The Louisiana Environmental Action Network also tells us that Congress, the EPA, and other governmental bodies, quote, regulate authority on matters of the environment. The EPA published over 42,000 documents in the last 20 years. What are all these documents about, you may ask? Environmental health concerns. These concerns can be physical, such as pollution, toxic chemicals, and food contaminants, but they can also be social, like dangerous work, poor housing conditions, and poverty. Going off of the environmental discussion, one of the current marine environmental debates is the Pacific Garbage Patch. The Pacific Garbage Patch is the, quote, world's largest area of marine debris concentration, according to USA.Oceana.org. The patch is located within the 9 million square mile North Pacific subtropical gyre. This mouthful of a location is in the northern Pacific Ocean and is an enormous expanse of ocean that is the convergence of four major currents. These currents are the California Current, the North Equatorial Current, the Kuroshio Current, and the North Pacific Current. These currents are very powerful and draw in trash from coasts as far away as Japan and the United States. The patch is about three times the size of Texas and extends well beneath the ocean's surface. The Pacific Garbage Patch is known as this abyss of floating water bottles and straws, but in fact, the majority of the plastic waste that is in the patch, 
They're microplastics. This is now an interlude. We'd like to thank everyone who made this podcast possible. Special thanks to Riverside STEM Academy for providing resources and materials used in producing this podcast. And now, back to the episode. This is a direct quotation from Discovery Education's film on plastic waste and ocean pollution. When a straw is disposed of, it is broken down after years, often centuries, of floating in the ocean. When this plastic is broken down, it is now considered a microplastic. End quotations. Do you ever wonder how much plastic finds its way into the ocean every year? Eight million metric tons, according to Discovery Ed. Eight million metric tons. This is the equivalent of dumping two trash-filled Empire State Buildings per month into the ocean. By 2025, it is estimated to have doubled to 17 million metric tons per year. That's only five years away. Now, I can imagine what you're thinking. It's only one plastic bag, one straw. But this is a problem, globally. Cans and bottles can break pieces of coral off, and those rings that hold your soda bottles together can get stuck around poor animals' necks. Local streams and rivers can help carry trash to the ocean. What can we do to help? Let's go back to kindergarten, guys. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. The three R's. Plain and simple, the less garbage there is, the less chance of it getting to the ocean. So we've gone over how the government works and uses its power in the wild. We've also gone over how you as a human yourself can help the environment. Now, how do these go together? The Office of Ocean and Polar Affairs works with other federal agencies to, quote, participate in a number of efforts to conserve marine biodiversity, state.gov. The OPA also conducts bilateral and multilateral negotiations. These involve the law of the sea, freedom of navigation and overflight, marine science, maritime claims and boundaries, and much, much more. The OPA specifically, quote, develops and coordinates foreign affairs aspects of U.S. oceans, Arctic and Antarctic policy, including U.S. participation in international ocean and polar agreements and conventions. Oof, that was the mouthful. In other words, the U.S. Office of Ocean and Polar Affairs brings together relationships with other countries and governments over U.S. oceans and polar agreements. They're basically making sure that the deals and agreements they've put themselves into are going well and staying within boundaries, laws, and the terms that they've agreed with. Need an example? Me too. Quote, Due to U.S. expertise in oil spill response, the U.S. government is often asked to assist in responding to oil spills that occur in other countries. This is from the state.gov website. We, the U.S., will try and offer the appropriate level of assistance. Helping other countries is vital because our offers can enhance our international relations. We can also demonstrate our commitments to protecting the marine environment. If you're one of those money people, reimbursement costs of U.S. oil spill assistance is expected. But oil spills aren't the only thing making the Earth sick. In 2002... Yes, I know, you might not have been born. A human footprint analysis by the Wildlife Conservation Society was published. 
If you didn't know, the human footprint refers to human impact on the globe. Anyway, the, in, the analysis was published, and it used stat satellite data to measure eight different categories of human impact. Built environments, cropland, pasture land, pollution density, nighttime lights, roads and railways, and navigable navigable waterways. The conclusion was devastating. In 1993, 27% of the land had no measurable footprint, says National Geographic. But in 2002, 16 years later, the amount had grown by 9.3%, or 23 million square miles. Our population is growing, and it's not good for the Earth. Samuel Cushman of the U.S. Forest Service's Rocky Mountain Research Station says that we are, quote, in an age of extinction, but the difference between a truly mass extinction and a broad-scale extinction could hinge on this linkage between how fast the human footprint grows and if it is less than population growth or more than population growth. There is still hope. This concludes the second episode of The Randomizers, A Plastic Government. Thank you so much for hanging around until the end. Again, a very special thanks to the Riverside STEM Academy for providing necessary equipment, materials, and workspace to make this podcast shine. Recapping on the episode, we talked about how the American government works, how ocean pollution is a large issue today, and how the government works internationally to help the environment. Please, think of your world the next time you throw away a plastic straw or pop bottle. And remember the three R's. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Thanks so much for listening. Much love, Katie.